In-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. A chilly and windy start to our week. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. Good morning. I'm Sally Ethnon. This meteorologist Sean Kelly is here with a look at some rain maybe later on this week. That's right. I mean, we had a bit of a windy weekend. It wasn't the prettiest. The clouds yeah. were around. Some wind gusts near 30 miles per hour. But we do have some days of nice weather. But yeah, we also have some rainy days of weather looking ahead and kind of chilly here with many days below average. We're waking up to a brand new work week here with a mostly cloudy sky becoming mostly cloudy through the afternoon into the evening hours today. You see the clouds streaming in down towards the south and west and it is jacket weather as you're starting off your morning sitting at a nice 42 degrees. It is chilly out there and certainly feels like the holidays when you're at freezing Good morning to Anlano. You need to bundle up. You're at 32 degrees, 33 in Castell, 38 in Fredericksburg, sitting at 38 in Burnett. Metro temperatures here, well, not too bad, but still rather chilly. 34 from Leander into Florence at 35. We're at 42 in Pflugerville. Then you head out towards the east here, and it's not even much better in these areas. Some of those low-lying areas into the mid to low 30s from Thorndale at 36. Luckily, though, Fayette County, you're in the warmest area near 40 degrees. So as you're getting up and ready for the day, we're talking about temperatures here climbing back up into the 50s. Still unseasonably chilly, but we'll see some breaks of some sunshine and some milder weather in the days ahead. We'll talk about that coming up in First Morning Weather. Thank you, Sean. Today, a fourth group of hostages is set to be transferred out of Gaza. That temporary ceasefire continuing to hold up after weeks of conflict. 58 hostages have been released so far from Hamas. Some videos showing the emotional reunion of some of those moments as the people who were held hostage were met by thousands of Israelis waving flags and recording their arrival. One of the hostages who returned home, four-year-old American Abigail Eden. Hamas handed her over to the Red Cross on Sunday, and she is now with the Israeli Defense Forces and heading back to Israel. There she will receive a medical checkup and be reunited with family. The president weighing in on her rescue. She's free, and Jill and I, together with so many Americans, are praying for the fact that she is going to be all right. She's the first American citizen to be released by Hamas after being taken hostage on October 7th. Abigail turned four while being held hostage. There could be up to 10 other Americans still captive. Austin police need your help solving a homicide back here at home. They have made no arrest in connection with that East Austin death. APD responded to a call off of Seoul Wilson Avenue. This is near 12th Street and Airport Boulevard. Happened on Saturday night around 10. Multiple callers reported hearing gunshots there. Officers found two men hurt and one later died. The other still hospitalized. Investigators say the shooting happened during a gathering at a home on the street. A woman also got hurt, but police didn't say how or what her condition is. Police say they are not certain if this is an isolated incident, so they are asking people to be aware of their surroundings and call 911 if you have any information. A lawyer for Derek Chauvin says Chauvin's family has been kept in the dark after someone stabbed him in prison. 
Former Minneapolis police officer murdered Houston native George Floyd. He is currently hospitalized after another inmate stabbed him Friday at a medium security federal prison. This is in Arizona, and that's where he's serving a more than 20 year sentence. The lawyer says Chauvin's family and his attorneys have hit a wall trying to get information about the attack from the Bureau of Prisons. The Minnesota Attorney General's office says that he is expected to survive from that stabbing. In 2021, Chauvin was found guilty of murdering Floyd after being recorded on video kneeling on Floyd's neck for about nine minutes. Going in depth, this is the second high-profile stabbing of a federal prisoner this year. In July, Larry Nassar, the former USA Gymnastics team doctor convicted of sexually abusing female gymnast, was stabbed several times by another inmate in a prison in Florida. He survived that attack. Another busy day ahead here at Austin's airport with thousands expected to fly out today. The flight tracking company FlightAware shows there aren't any cancellations at AUS so far today. Good news, the airport expecting more than 29,000 passengers to move through today. About 31,000 people flew on Saturday. We are still waiting for yesterday's totals, but the airport expected about 35,000. And with more travelers comes the need for more air traffic controllers, especially considering that since last November, there have been five near misses between airplanes at Austin's airport. Now, a Texas congressman says extra staffing is on the way. KXAN Sarah Alshay shares how many more controllers are coming and the new equipment to help them. A discussion about making the Austin airport safer. I've left it hopeful uh, because I think there is clear recognition of the priority that Austin needs to have among many airports around the country. Shortly before Thanksgiving, U.S. Congressman Lloyd Doggett said he spoke with the Federal Aviation Administration's administrator about safety concerns at AUS. The meeting came after Doggett sent a letter to the FAA detailing changes he'd like to see after the airport had different close calls with planes nearly hitting each other. Four or five near misses in less than a year is just a really serious danger sign. I contacted the FAA and said, we just got to do a better job on air traffic control in Austin. Too few people, insufficient equipment. When it comes to staffing, Doggett was reassured more air traffic controllers are on the way. We will have an additional controller coming to the airport in December, another one in January. On the equipment front, Doggett says the FAA is prioritizing AUS to get a system that will help with safety, but he says they won't get it until June of next year. A system that will indicate everything that's happening at the airport on the ground, on these various runways, our controllers have a better way of recognizing any danger overlap that might exist. Even with these future improvements, Doggett remains concerned about the current air traffic controller staffing situation at AUS. We're at 42, and that includes seven trainees at the moment. According to one FAA model, uh, we need to have 51. It's something he plans on closely monitoring. Sarah Alsheh, KXAN News. The FAA recently announced Austin would be the first to receive a new tower simulator. That's coming in January. It's supposed to help with training the air traffic controllers. Rescue efforts continue for Indian workers trapped in a tunnel. How they're managing to survive as operations are taking longer than expected. And how one Texas university is hoping to bridge the gap as pharmacies both locally and across the country are struggling with not enough technicians. 
Welcome back everyone. Authorities in Burlington, Vermont are investigating the shooting of three students of Palestinian descent. The students were shot on their way home visiting family for Thanksgiving. Police arrested 48 year old Jason Eaton. He's suspected of shooting them. Police say the suspect confronted the men without speaking. He then shot at least four rounds. Two of the victims are expected to be okay. Another has serious injuries. The suspect is scheduled to be in court today. Rescue efforts for 41 Indian workers trapped in a collapsed tunnel continue this morning. The men have been stuck in the three-mile tunnel since it caved in on November 12th. They have been surviving on food that they got through a lifeline pipe. Evacuating these workers taking longer than previously planned. Government officials say the work at that construction site could take about four days. Today's Cyber Monday, how this year's online shopping event of the season could set some records. And with the historic debate over education here in Texas, why some worry the state's most vulnerable students are being left out. Good morning. Coming up ahead in sports, we'll check in with the Texas men's basketball team as they took on Wyoming, hoping to bounce back from their loss to UConn last week. That's later in sports. Keep it here. Good morning, a live look outside. This is our camera out in Lockhart, Lone Semi, rolling through. It is a quiet start to your Monday morning. Today could be a record-setting Cyber Monday. Online sales projected to climb to $12 billion. That is up 6% from last year. That is year. a lot of money. It comes on the heels of a strong Black Friday for online shopping up to 7.5% since 2022. And a lot of those shoppers expected to still join the more than 70 million Americans who will score a Cyber Monday deal today. Adobe Analytics Lead Insights Analyst tells the Today Show this morning that the peak for Cyber Monday shopping will happen later on tonight. The five hours between 6 to 11 p.m. PST, that's when we see spend velocity really take off. And we're expecting about $4 billion in spend just between those five hours. Coming up on the Today Show, more from that analyst as a brand new round of deals are right there at your fingertips. I don't. I didn't even know Cyber Monday was still a thing because I feel like they right. started those deals yes. a week ago. The day a week before ago, and then yeah. they're gonna extend them yes. till Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, they get Thursday. You. One final chance. One final chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, hey, you know what it feels like the holidays. We've Absolutely. got the cooler weather to go around. It's kind of chilly for Thanksgiving weekend. Did you happen <laughs> to spend it outdoors? You needed the jacket, and you still need the jacket. We are kind of in this set chilly weather pattern for the long haul here. Hey, but at least there's no rain in the forecast for today. We're dry even for tomorrow. Happy Monday, everyone, as we start a brand new work week. Hopefully you're uh, fully rested and uh, your bellies are full from all that turkey. If you want to maybe go for a walk today and walking off all that food you ate, well, it is going to be cold to so make sure you bundle up, dress appropriately, especially in Lano. It is cold out there, freezing cold for you there. 34 in San Saba, 35 in Mason. We're sitting at 42 here in the metro in Austin. Winds much better today. It was gusty over the past few days. That's not the case. We'll see light winds with some max wind gusts up to about 10 miles per hour out of the north northeast. But that still is a cold wind. Also to add to that, not as sunny today. You'll see a little bit more clouds streaming in from the southwest and that will push up towards the north and east. In effect, it'll get perhaps cloudier throughout the day today and 
as we head into the afternoon and evening, still dealing with a mostly cloudy sky. But tomorrow, things change. Mainly sunny conditions, not only in the morning, but that'll persist into the afternoon and evening hours, making a way for a warmer day. Wednesday, though, the clouds return, and then, yes, our rain chances return as well. This will be ahead of our next cold front. Humidity moves in, clouds move in, and through Tuesday, Wednesday evening, that is, we'll start to see some scattered light rain. Not a big washout, not a big rain soaker, but something we're watching out for that could also perhaps even lead to some thunderstorms from Wednesday night and all the way through Thursday afternoon, especially east of I-35 if you're traveling towards the Houston area, could maybe even be a few strong storms that we'll have to watch out for. Again, that'll be for Thursday. Friday, we dry out, and then we see some multiple chances of rain as we head into the weekend. So a little bit of rainy weather pattern, but nothing too substantial here. Factoring in the next seven days, a quarter of an inch with those higher totals just east of I-35 with the hill country unfortunately missing out. So 57 degrees for a high temperature today. That's unseasonably chilly, and it's going to be cold overnight, 37 degrees. Let's stretch out that seven-day forecast here, 50s. Today, we're back into the 60s, luckily. But then we start to see those increasing rain chances from Thursday, Friday, and into the weekend. To make sure that they uh, fix any problem that's causing any delay whatsoever because we want to make sure uh, that the people who are eligible for SNAP are going to be getting uh, the food that they deserve. Governor Greg Abbott says his office is working to help clear the state's backlog with the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP. It's a federal program that helps low-income families pay for groceries. Now we first told you the U.S. Department of Agriculture is investigating the Texas Health and Human Services Commission after whistleblower letters alleging wait times of six months or more for people relying on food assistance, even though the federal standard is 30 days. And KXAN investigator Matt Grant spoke with food pantries struggling to keep up with this increased demand and his new reaction from the anonymous employees asking for help. The same whistleblowers who sparked congressional calls for a federal investigation responded to our latest report on SNAP delays, writing to us, With our current agency leadership, we are sailing the Titanic, filled with our most vulnerable citizens into certain disaster. The anonymous concerned staff emails claim to be from employees with the Texas Health and Human Services Commission, which oversees SNAP in Texas. The group tells us it appreciates Governor Abbott for, quote, finally acknowledging we have a serious issue. But questions changes the governor's office told us could cut the backlog in half by next month. Measures like training 600 staff to process Medicaid applications. The whistleblowers say that training could take more than two months. And regarding moving 250 staff from other projects to just focus on SNAP, the group says that is misleading because they say these staff have been working on the same backlog for months. It's hard to say whether, you know, being able to cut it in half by by the end of the year is is realistic. I don't know. I think they're in a really hard place right now. The backlog is being felt at local food banks. Celia Cole is with Feeding Texas, which works with HHSC and represents food banks serving every county in the state. We're struggling to keep up. She says the people they help are waiting more than 100 days for SNAP benefits, which she calls the most important anti-hunger program in the country. We're very concerned. That's a long time to go if you're struggling to put food on the table. Hill Country Community Ministries in Leander is also concerned. It is putting a strain on 
like for us, for our food pantry, the amount of new people that we're seeing every day applying, it's taking them months, like three, four months. They still haven't heard anything. On Friday, Congressman Lloyd Doggett reiterated what he first told us, saying on X, he'll meet with USDA leadership next week and will continue to press for answers and swift action. All I want is to see that the problems these whistleblowers courageously identified get resolved. Cole says the backlog and delays are made worse by inflation and pandemic era benefits going away this year, like not being able to lose Medicaid coverage. In Austin, Matt Grant kicks in investigate. Matt, thank you. The whistleblowers say there was prior communication between the Texas Health and Human Services Commission and the federal agency in charge of Medicare to, quote, prevent exactly what is happening from occurring. HHS told us due to the Thanksgiving holiday, it will provide a statement later on this week. Texas A&M is starting a new program hoping to address the shortage of workers who help you get your medication on time. Since the pandemic, pharmacies nationwide have struggled to hire pharmacy technicians. That includes Terrytown Pharmacy. They've seen technicians leave for other jobs or leave the area because of the high cost. It's always been kind of um, tough to find technicians, especially with a lot of experience. But I think because of the pandemic, there's just a lot more options. Texas A&M is going to offer this pharmacy technician program at two of its campuses to start. Eventually hopes to add two more campuses. Program lasts 17 weeks. The final five weeks will be spent placing students in pharmacies where they can earn money while getting hands-on experience. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Good morning, Sunday. Texas returned home to do something for the first time this season, and that's bounce back from a loss. The 4-1 Longhorns took on... 4-1 Wyoming at the Moody Center. First half, Texas turning defense into offense. That's something Rodney Terry loves to see. Caden Shedrick with the steal and the dunk to put Texas up eight. Then Max A. Smith with a three-pointer just before the end of the first half, just barely beating the shot clock there. Longhorns up by 15 at the break. Then Brock Cunningham with the steal, the dish ahead to Tyrese Hunter for the jam. Longhorns in control. And Shedrick, speaking of that defense to offense thing, it happened here again. Shedrick with the block, A. Smith goes up the court, drills that plus the foul. He scored a team-high 23 points. Caden Shedrick with the rebound, follow, layup right here. He had 17, and Texas beats Wyoming 86-63. to Now, the UT women ended up a perfect 7-0 after their trip to paradise. For more, let's go to Roger Wallace. The Texas Longhorns come to the Virgin Islands, and they cruise to a Paradise Jam Championship. They got to experience the island and the sights and all the activities that they may never do again in a place like this, but when they got inside of the gym, they dominated. Beat Arizona State by 42, beat High Point by 62, and South Florida by 32 to sweep the tournament. Rory Harmon was the MVP, Taylor Jones on the all-tournament team, and Vic Schaefer said it all started when they went inside. The thing that sticks out about this trip is how hard our kids practiced when they were here, how hard they went in shoot-arounds every day, their focus in shoot-arounds. They're just different. That Sunday game is UConn at Moody Center, but first, it's field trip on the 40 acres Wednesday morning when Oral Roberts comes to town and the school kids invade Moody Center. Texas 7-0 for the first time since 2018, and they win a holiday tournament for the first time since 2018. In the Virgin Islands, Roger Wallace, KXAN News. All right, some college football news. According to multiple reports, Texas A&M is going to fill Jimbo Fisher's vacant spot with Mike Elko, the Duke head coach. 
Elko went 16 and 9 with the Blue Devils in two seasons as head coach. And finally, college volleyball. The NCAA tournament will begin this week. Texas is a number two seed in the Palo Alto region. Stanford, of course, number one. And Texas will play Texas A&M for their first round matchup. Texas State will also, they also made the tournament and they will face SMU in their first round matchup. That's it for sports. Let's go back over to you. Jonathan, thank you for those listening today on the KXAN podcast. Thank you for joining us. And here's what else we're tracking for you. On KXAN at 5. Busy day at the airport. We're going to take you live to see the crowds at Austin's airport.